helping clients meet their financial goals and prepare for the future. Schroders actively and responsibly manages investments. The world is forever changing, and we understand the need to adapt and evolve in line with what matters most to our clients. Hello and welcome to our podcast series, Desert Island Fund Picks. I'm Theo Andrew and joining me to talk through the five funds he would choose if he was cast away to a desert island is Waveton Director and CIO, Bill Dinning. So Bill, um, thank you for joining us today. Um, lovely to have you with us. Uh, just for a bit of context, you, I believe, joined Waverton in 2017? Yes, so? I've been here uh, just about bang on three years. Yeah, um, brilliant. And obviously... Um, before we kind of jump into the funds, maybe we can talk about the the kind of last few months and, and um, how the virus has affected Waverton and how how you and the team have dealt with that. How 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 has that been for you guys and, and what have the main challenges been and how have you overcome this? Um, well, you know, from a business point of view, we've been fortunate that we'd uh, made some good uh, investments and uh, choices in terms of our IT infrastructure. So. The move to people uh, working from home has been pretty seamless. I, I certainly haven't come across any client across any of our business lines who's noticed any disruption, and I think people have taken to this very well. So, from the point of view of the business, uh, it's not had an impact. In fact, the biggest question now is about coming back to the office because uh, the office has been open this month, but uh, I've been here <coughs> quite a lot. But uh, I, on a couple of occasions, I've been here on my own. <laughs> Uh, so working from home is, is working well. Uh, in terms of the investment of backdrop, obviously that's been very challenging. So we've had this big drawdown in the first quarter, much stronger rally in, in Q2 than certainly the consensus I think expected. We've been lucky enough to navigate that pretty well. So our clients, I think, have you know, have, have done all right. You know, it's it's a tough environment when you when you've got markets declining as much as they did in Q1, but. Uh, uh, I think we've preserved capital reasonably well and we, we've done a pretty good job of, uh, of keeping up with the market in Q2. So at the moment, um, you know, we, we've, we've got through this all right and uh, we, we've, we've actually had a situation where we've got a record level of assets under management. So um, I, I'm not sure I want this to carry on for too much longer, but so far it hasn't been a problem for us. Yeah, fantastic. And, and sort of briefly, just, just looking forward, what, what are you kind of envisaging in terms of investment outlook or is it hard well to say? We, we've been a bit cautious about the the, the stock market um, really since the end of April because I the, the market has had this great strong rally which is which is you know terrific to see but uh, you know we there's still so much uncertainty about the virus it's with this is still uh, clearly the, the dominant issue um, I'm personally a little bit skeptical about uh, the ability to generate a, a vaccine and, and to distribute it globally uh, in a hurry. So I think that the virus impact is going to be with us. And then it becomes a question of, you know, the, the market rally has, has meant that people, I think, in, have been looking for a sort of optimistic, whether you call it a V-shaped recovery, but a certainly an optimistic view. Um, and whilst we totally accept that the stock market looks very attractive relative to bond market, in absolute terms on a standalone basis, you know, globally the stock market is is pretty expensive by historic standards. So we think there's a lot of good news in the price and that just makes us a little bit cautious. Um, so I, I think I'd rather see a, a, a greater uh, breadth in the leadership in the market. The, the market has had periods of so-called value stocks doing well, but in aggregate, it's been a pretty narrow market leadership. And I, I think that probably indicates that, uh, you know, a little bit of caution is warranted here. 
brilliant. Um, yeah, well, I guess let's let's get down to business and and, and talk about the reason you're here and, and the five funds that um, you would take with with you to the desert island. So um, yeah, let's let's start with number one. So you've listed uh, personal asset investment trust as your your number one pick, um, set up by Ian Rushbrook and, and Robin Robin Angus. Um, yeah, tell tell us more about why you why you've chosen this fund. Well, uh, this has been an extremely well-run uh, trust. Um, it uh, was, as I said, set up by Ian and, and, and Robin. Unfortunately, uh, Ian uh, rather sadly died uh, rather young. But since then, it's been run by uh, Troy, and they've been very like-minded in terms of how they approach uh, managing money. And I think uh, the, the trust continues to be, I think a real go-to for people looking for something where preservation of capital is at the heart of what they do. Um, they've been able to do that very well over the years. Uh, they've got some strongly held views that are represented in the portfolio. There's quite a lot of gold and uh, they, they've long had a, a concern about future inflation, etc. But uh, they run the money extremely well. The other thing we really like about this trust is that Robin Angus, in particular, who I, he and I have shared platforms at uh, Harriet White University, where we both have a connection. Um, and Robin is very passionate about the investment trusts can do a better job than a lot of them do in terms of managing discount net asset value. So the personal assets trust has actually grown over the years. So investment trusts normally. Um, are sort of um, permanent capital, uh, they can do share offerings. Uh, but personal assets has actually grown because it's part of the way they manage the premium and discount. So if it goes to a premium, they're willing to issue shares. If it's at a discount, they will buy shares back. But in aggregate, the fund has grown quite significantly over the years because, and they've controlled the movement of the price around the NAV uh, about as well as any trust that, that I've certainly owned myself over the years and this is one I have owned myself so um, it, it's it's a uh, uh, in, you know I think it's a, it's a terrific fund and one that I think uh, a lot of investors uh, could own uh, quite happily Brilliant. And, and so you're at, you're at university with Robin are you, or? <coughs> no no we yeah. we both are involved with um, we both do some sort of uh, teaching at the occasional class and we we both contributed to debates uh, at Harriet Watt which is uh, which is always great fun Robin is a very kind of flamboyant character certainly a flamboyant debater but he's also done a great job as the uh, executive director of the personal assets trust but as I said the actual investment management these days is, uh, is is done by the board of the fund but also uh, uh, Troy are the uh, investment the named investment management company fantastic um, and let's move on to your to your second pick, which is Independent Investment Trust, um, set up by Max Ward and Douglas McDougall. Um, yeah, tell us tell us more about this fund. Well, th this was set up um, when both Max and Douglas had left Bailey Gifford, uh, but the fund was really set up in part basically to the, you're basically this is a fund where the, a lot of the capital came from uh, them and from other uh, Bailey Gifford alumni. Um, Max is the lead manager and he has a history as a terrific stock picker, uh, particularly in the UK, although the fund has a global mandate, but uh, uh, Max is a, is, is a great history as a, as a stock picker. And the thing I like about the Independent Investment Trust is you're basically, uh, you've got a, a, a way to be a sort of partner, if you like, in, in, with Bailey Gifford. Uh, former partners in in having some exposure to uh, to the stock market, and it's been run very well historically. It's quite volatile, 
Um, uh, but it's, historically, it's, it's been run very well. At the moment, it happens to be trading at a, at a bit of a discount uh, to NAV, and uh, it's had a bit of a tough time in the last three months um, in terms of the way it's been positioned, but that's short-term if you look at the longer-term track record. Uh, and if you look at Max's record in particular, I, this is an opportunity to own uh, a, a very good portfolio that over time should uh, deliver a good return. It's certainly done that uh, historically. And this is this is a, a portfolio you've owned for for a while, is it? Or you've had? I, I've owned it on and off. Partly, I wanted to own it back in in the two thousands. Max um, uh, had a, a sort of a part-time job as chairman of Aegon Asset Management, who I was working for at the time. So um, uh, Max used to chair investment meetings and give people like me a hard time if things weren't going well. So I thought if uh, I ought to learn from uh, learn from him by owning his own trust. So uh, then I could complain to him if things weren't going very well, <laughs> uh, which I never really did. But um, uh, you know, he's a, he's a terrific investor, and I think again with the trust trading at a discount, I know we're talking about the long term, but. Um, this is something I've owned uh, over the years, and it's uh, I, I, for for a, a sort of good stock picking fund that it currently I think I think it's a, again a very good vehicle, and a lot of people could benefit from promoting it. Fantastic. Um, so your third choice is First State Investments Stewart Investors Asia Pacific Leaders Fund. Um, I just get that. So. Um, and that is or was managed by Angus Tullock. Um, and yeah, tell us tell us more about. About what you've chosen this one? Um, well, I, <clears throat> we were looking for something that gave us a bit of sort of EM uh, emerging market type exposure in here. And um, you know, when this fund was set up um, by Angus Tullock, who uh, a long-term uh, very good investor in Asia, it was a really focused on quality stocks, on high conviction. Um, long-term approach and it really gave you some terrific exposure to those Asian markets and the long-term track record was really down to, to Angus he's now retired but it it continues to be a fund that for uh, investing in a, in a quality collection of, of stocks in Asia Pacific um, you know we think this is still an appropriate vehicle it's, it's it, it sort of changed its name a little bit over the years mm-hmm. but that long name that you gave it is, yeah. is the good one um, so you know, they, they, obviously, this is going to be a bit more volatile because it's investing in Asia Pacific. But um, with the long-term record it's had and the style which they run the money, we think it's uh, it's a good way to to invest in Asia as a single vehicle. Yeah, and is that something you've taken up more recently, or has it has it been? Uh, that's so, something yeah. that's been uh, something that we've had some uh, exposure to uh, at Waverton. Um, uh, over the years, and it's a favourite of uh, my colleague Luke Hyde Smith, who runs our third party, uh, amongst other things, uh, is responsible for our third party fund research, and it's a favourite of his. Fantastic, um, brilliant, and uh, yeah, we can go to your fourth. So that's Stratton Street Wealthy Nations Bond. Um, uh, yeah, I guess talk us talk us through this choice. Um, well, this is another one where. Um, the, the lead fund manager Andy Seaman has done a great job over the years, and this is a, a fund that is, is, takes a very um, interesting approach to a number of different ways. It looks at the global markets. It it's often has EM debt as well as uh, as well as developed world debt in it in their portfolios. But this is about the wealthy nations bond fund. Um, they had a lot of uh, exposure to duration. He's been uh, very bullish on the sort of structural decline in yields that we've seen around the world 
uh, and he's pursued, you know, he, he's benefited, and his clients have benefited from his pursuit of that. So he's been one of the one of the guys in the world of fixed income who's really, you know, stuck to that view uh, over the over the long term, and it's been uh, very much uh, the right thing to be to have done. Um, so it, it's um, you know, bond funds are difficult to think about sometimes for for investors when int- the level of interest rates is so low. Uh, but I think you know this is a fund that's been historically extremely well run, and uh, you know if you do want to have uh, some fixed income exposure, we think this is one that uh, again deserves your know, deserves attention. Yeah, absolutely, and one of the points you picked out was that there's a there's a lot of focus on the on the investment side, and, and the business side might not be sort of as as. <laughs> As um yeah where, where the, yeah I mean they've, they've gone into it? partnership with somebody uh, in recent uh, in, in I think last year but it, it's a it's a it's a perfectly it's a good business they, they, they it's not the size of some of the other big um, bond funds that you see and and sometimes you know so not always but sometimes when any fund grows in size dramatically it does have an influence in terms of potentially how how it, how it can be run whereas this remains. Uh, very much being able to be run as uh, as Andy Seaman and the team uh, want to run it. Mm. So, uh, from an investment point of view, I think it's it's definitely worth it's good, looking at. Good choice, um, brilliant. And last but not least, um, the <laughs> so the the biggest to last almost um, you've chosen Fundsmith. Um, uh, recently left off the the Hargreaves Lansdowne Best Buy list, of course, but but made this one, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, maybe just gives a bit flavour as to as to why. Well, you know, he's just been in the right place for the last 10 years. I mean, in terms of owning uh, good companies uh, with reasonable valuations uh, and to hold them for the long term. I mean, that's been a, a great mantra and it's, it's served uh, his clients extremely well. And, and obviously, Terry Smith has a, has a great track record and career in, in different things that he's done over the years. Um, and this is just the latest of them. So there's nothing, uh, you know. This is, I just think it's one of these things where if you're thinking about what are you trying to do if you delegate to a fund manager your capital and have them run it, um, you know, you you couldn't have done much better in the last decade than uh, than, than give give Fundsmith the opportunity to do that for you. And uh, you know, those compound returns. I think we quoted 18 yeah. percent compound in the last 10 years. That's pretty remarkable. Um, and you know, again, you, you, it just seems to us as though this is something that, that again, investors will probably benefit from from looking at. Mm. Um, so that's why we picked it. Uh, well known, perhaps one or two of the others we picked less well known, but that one, uh, just because it's well known, doesn't mean that it can't be in our list. Yeah, no, absolutely, and then, and it balances it out nicely. You have sort of regions and and, and different. Um, yeah, different sort of strategies in there as well. So um, yeah, fantastic. Thank you, thank you, Bill. There are your five, five choices, and um, yeah, it's good to see, you, good to see you back in the office, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be following suit soon. Well, uh, let's hope so. It's pretty quiet in Piccadilly and in St James's, so uh, if anybody wants to. Uh, to, to come and see what it's like, please do. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> some uh, company <laughs> that central London isn't such a bad place. So uh, hopefully, more people will come back. Brilliant. Right. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Cheers. Thank you. Schroders is built on 200 years of experience and expertise. 
we partner with our clients, constructing innovative products and solutions across private assets and alternatives, solutions, mutual funds, institutional and wealth management. By combining our commitment to active management and focus on sustainability, our strategic capabilities are designed to deliver positive outcomes. With over 5,000 talented staff across 35 locations, we are able to stay close to our clients and understand their needs.